0: The new Baseball America Top 100 Prospect list is out. Let's go over some of the risers, the fallers, and some of the guys we haven't really talked about on today's Locked on MLB Prospects. You are Locked on MLB Prospects, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day, and thank you to everybody who has subscribed to the show, shared the show. This is the number two minor league baseball podcast in all of the in all of podcasting. Um, so. Uh, Everybody who has subscribed, everybody who has shared the show, who leaves comments and questions for the mailbag, and has rated, reviewed on on iTunes, it means the world to me. So, Baseball America, new top 100 is out, and there is a new number one prospect, and fitting with the theme of what I feel like we've talked about all week, it's an Oriole. So, Gunnar Henderson, favorite prospect of the pod, is now the number one prospect in all of baseball. And in the blurb, uh, as they talk about it, they give him the lowest grade that he has is 55. And that is for running. Everything else is a 60. Uh, and they say the former Alabama prep star has flown through the Orioles system to AAA and flashed enticing 5-tool potential. Like I said, we throw around 5-tools around a lot. But I feel like this, Gunnar Henderson may actually be a 5-tool player. His approach, strength, and feel for the barrel make him a well-rounded force at the plate, while he continues to show he can play shortstop despite his larger frame. So, um, 6'3", 195, that's the larger frame they're talking about. There's been conversation about would he have to move to third base or not. I think either way, whatever happens, there's plenty of uh, places you can play him and plenty of places where he can have a massive impact on your organization. But going through some of the top 25. So, last time they did a re-rate. And this is the last one before the season's over. So, they won't re-rate again until we enter 2023. So, this is it. This is what it's going to be for the whole offseason. Um, they will take out guys who are promoted and are no longer eligible. So, the rules that they have. Uh, it's 130 MLB at-bats. Um, 50 MLB innings or 30 MLB appearances. So, they will take guys out as they graduate. Um, But they're not going to reevaluate where guys go in the rankings. They'll just bump everybody up a spot as somebody graduates. So, back in late July when they did this, they had Blue Jays catcher Gabriel Moreno at number one. And he moved to number one because Riley Green, outfielder for the Tigers, graduated by getting 130 Uh, at-bats. He's not done anything wrong to bring him... To move him down from one to three. He still has a 70-grade hit tool, uh, still ha- you know, st- seen as a as a plus defender and a potential all-star. Even though there are a couple questions about his power, it's just something where he's been passed by Gunnar Henderson and the number two guy on the list, Jackson Shurio. Shurio is a guy we're gonna go into in depth in the second segment, because we haven't talked a lot about him and I feel like we need to. But kind of going through this top 10. Number four, Grayson Rodriguez, right-hand pitcher for the Orioles. We talked about him on Monday. He's one of the few guys in minor league baseball you could make the argument could potentially be an ace, a number one pitcher, one of the 20 top pitchers in all of baseball. Uh, Number five, outfielder Corin Carroll of the Diamondbacks. So we had a conversation a couple weeks ago, sometime soon after the draft, uh, with Miller Thomas locked on Diamondbacks about what that outfield's going to look like when you have Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll, and Drew Jones all in there together. Corbin Carroll is a top five prospect right now. Catcher Francisco Alvarez of the Mets. Somebody that Mets fans are yelling to call up and let him DH. And Buck Walter does not want to do that. Buck Walter, if he's going to call the guy up, he wants him to be the guy. He wants him to... To be the starting catcher. And right now the catchers for the Mets are fine. It's just DH where they struggle. So interesting kind of thing there. What's, hap- what's happening. Uh, number seven, third baseman Jordan Walker of the Cardinals. Talked about him when we were talking about the Juan Soto trade a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think they're going to start giving him more looks in right field. And actually the, the, the listing here by Baseball America, has him as a third baseman slash outfielder. So they talk about he has the athleticism to play right field. He's probably not going to be able to stick at third base, despite, you know, so the fact that he's blocked doesn't matter. But he has the athleticism to play right field to not have to get pigeonholed into a first base kind of guy. Number eight, Yuri Perez, right-hand pitcher for the Marlins. Six-foot-eight, um... Double A, just mowed down Double A at age 19. One of those guys that has a lot of talent, a lot of tools. The question is, how is he going to continue to develop? I mean, right now, the grades they give him, you'll remember on Monday, we talked about um, a pl- you know two plus pitches, uh, above average third and average fourth, plus plus control and plus makeup. So they give him a 70 grade fastball, so plus plus fastball. 60 grade slider and changeup so that's two you know plus pitches curveball is a 50 grade so that's that's average and you know and then control is a 60 so that's a plus, that's plus control so 6 foot 8 he has a really uh, he has a really unique combination of athleticism stuff things like that um so a guy that, again, has the potential to be an ace. Only 19, you've got a couple years. There's a little bit of projection left there. A little riskier, but still. Yuri Perez. Diego Cartaya, catcher for the Dodgers at number 9. Embarrassment of riches for the Dodgers. Don't quite know. I mean, obviously, he's a little bit lower. He's in high A, so you got some time with, you know, with Will Smith behind the plate. But it's just like, one of your, one of your best prospects is a catcher. You already have a really good catcher. It's embarrassment of riches. For the Dodgers. And rounding out the top 10, shortstop Anthony Volpe of the Yankees. A lot of conversation we've had on this show about really good power speed threat. He can play shortstop or second. If he moves to second, it's not because of his defense. It's because he's making way for Oswald Peraza, who is the better defender. Again, Volpe's defense is not bad. Peraza just has a good defense at short. But a guy that looks like he could be a twenty-twenty guy for you um and can be a force in the middle of your lineup. Now, something interesting Baseball America did that MLB Pipeline did not is Baseball America included the 2022 draftees in their list. And so eight recently drafted prospects are in the top 100. So starting at the end, number 97 is Jace Young to the Tigers. Uh, number 69 is Jacob Berry from LSU to the Marlins. Number 66 is Cam Collier to the Reds. Number 52, catcher Kevin Parada of the Mets. 51 is outfielder Elijah Green of the Nationals, which talk about a system that's added a ton of talent. You trade Juan Soto away, you get a ton of talent. Uh, number 46 is Tamar Johnson of the Pirates. Number 41 Jackson Holiday, shortstop of the Orioles and number 21 a top 25 prospect in baseball outfielder Drew Jones of the Diamondbacks. I'm a little torn on the concept of putting a recent draftee guy who has not played a single pitch of minor league baseball in the top 25. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. I want to know what you think. So um, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. You can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to leave it in the comments below. What is What are your thoughts about putting a recent draftee, a 2022 draftee that has not played any baseball in the minor leagues in the top 25? In just a minute, I want to get to some of the risers. Some of these guys we've talked about. Some of these guys we haven't. I want to cover the guys we haven't. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Liver Health Formula. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? Because the liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But a lot of modern diets have a lot of processed foods, and then we're constantly exposed to man-made and environmental um, toxins and things like that so a lot of us have overworked livers but you can rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to liver health formula by pure health research it contains eight liver boosting supernutrients like turmeric beet and artichoke extract which help to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin flushing and fat burning machine uh, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Curb Fit's a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods. So this makes it the perfect complement to get to Liver Health Formula. So go to getliverhelp.com/mlb to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com/mlb to try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Go to GetLiverHelp.com slash MLB now to get started. Okay, risers off this list. Guys we haven't necessarily talked a ton about. There's there's guys in this list, let me just clarify. There's guys in this list that we've broken down in detail on this show. We've talked about Gunnar Henderson Plenty. We talked about Tink Hintz just the other day. Uh, we've talked about James Wood because a part of the the Juan Soto trade. We talked about Anthony Volpe. I feel like almost ad nauseum. The biggest guy here that we haven't talked about is the number two prospect in baseball, Brewers outfielder, Jackson Shurio. And I've heard there's a few of you who have asked for a Brewers crossover. I am working on getting that scheduled. I'm hopeful it'll be next week. But in the meantime, um, the thing with with... Jackson Surio, so he is 18 years old in High A. He started off in Low A this year, um hit 324 373 600 in 62 games, 12 home runs, 40 extra base hits, 19 walks to 76 strikeouts, stole 10 to 12 bases. Got promoted to High A and in High A at age 18. 297, 365, 514 with four home runs in 18 games. Eight extra base hits. So he's got incredibly high performance as an 18-year-old in a level that is ahead of where he is age-wise. A lot of times you look at 19-year-olds in high A. Um, He absolutely could become... A number, the number one overall prospect in baseball, and then reach the big leagues by age twenty. He's playing a premium position in center field. Um, he signed as a shortstop, but the arm strength's kind of fringy, and so they moved him to center field. He looks incredibly comfortable. He's a plus runner. Um, he's got decent reads, routes, and reactions. He continues to get better. I think he's going to end up as an above average defender. The speed really does help on something like that, but. Um I think he's got a lot of physical projection left in his body. He's 6'1, 165, so obviously you've got and he's only 18 years old. You've got some time to develop physically. The big question will be making sure that his bat or his his legs don't slow down when he does that. Now, getting to to high A at age 18 isn't a guarantee that you're going to be a big league regular. But he's on track, like I said, to be at double A at age 19 next year and then debut at age 20. Um, upside here, perennial all star franchise player, a little bit more risk in the projection than a guy like a Volpe who's who's higher up or a guy like Gunnar Henderson who's higher up. But provided that none of the skills back up, the speed doesn't back up uh, as he puts on healthy weight you look at a guy who can be very impactful the big leagues. Uh, number 34, Tyler Soderstrom, catcher for the, for the Oakland A's. Guy we haven't talked about a ton. Started the year off slow. It was in high A Lansing with the Lugnuts. Uh, so that's in Michigan. Had to deal with the cold weather early in the year. Had a hand injury. So his April was bad. I mean, it was not a good April. But uh, picked up, continued... Ended up hitting pretty well. Uh, Finished high A 89 games at age 20. Uh, 260, 323, 513. 20 home runs. 42 extra base hits in 89 games. So just under every other game, he's getting an extra base hit. Uh, 30 strikeouts to just about 100. I'm sorry, 30 walks, just about 100 strikeouts. So did really well as far as Keeping his on base up a little bit, got promoted to double A. He's only been there for 10 games, so very small sample size. I know yesterday I talked about Von Grissom looking really good in a five game sample. So a little hypocritical, I know. Uh, 10 games in double A right now 190, 222, 333. He's starting off a little slow in double A. Again, started off slow in high A last year, too. I think this might just be a thing that he does. But something here is they have started to work him at first base. And this is something where they have Shayling lears was part of the Matt Olson trade with Atlanta. So they have Atlanta's they had Atlanta's number one catching prospect. Turns out Atlanta was fine cuz william Contreras has been fantastic. Uh but he is seen as a plus defender, one of the better def- uh, defensive catchers, so you can take Sutterstrom and they've started to work him a bit at first base. And I think eventually he'll end up as a first baseman. Uh, he is athletic enough for that. He could probably play at the outfield as well. Um, you know, his speed isn't great. It's catcher speed. He's like a 40-grade speed. Uh, but I do think if they needed him to, he could play left field. His arm strength's decent enough. It's, it's decent enough for right, but I'd rather have him in left. Uh, another, Colson Montgomery, shortstop for the White Sox. So... Uh, really has had a good year so far. Started off, so 2021 first rounder last year out of high school. Uh, Started off in low A this year. 324, 424, 476 and 45 games. Four home runs, 17 extra base hits. Uh, 42 strikeouts to 26 walks. So I love the high on base percentage. 6'4", 190 is the physical frame. I feel like he projects into an above average power hitter um, part of it's just he has to add strength. He's got the size, the six four, just adding strength to the frame. And then when you watch him, he's a pretty good athlete despite being six four. And I think that he can be one of those newer, uh, bigger, physically bigger shortstops that sticks it short. He's got all the attributes he needs to be an above average defender, uh, above average arm, really smooth as far as his hands, his feet. Uh, his motions, he may end up having to move to third base, just if he ends up, you know, just depending on how big he gets. But either way, a guy that can't, that, can that the power will profile at third base and the defense will play it short. So you've got options. Again, he's in high A, he's 20 years old. You have some time to figure this out. Um, But either way, impressed with Colson Montgomery. And the last one here, shout out to our friends at, uh, at locked on Astros. Hunter Brown is at number 41 right hand pitcher and Hunter Brown has had um has had a journey. so 2019 fifth rounder, uh, I was like 160 something overall out of Wayne State and made it made it up to AAA last year, didn't get his call up back at AAA this year 20 starts thir- oh, sorry 20 appearances, 13 starts. Seven and three, two, four, 5 ERA. So ninety-one and two-thirds innings this year. Hundred and eighteen strikeouts to forty-one walks. So almost twelve walks per nine. I'm sorry, twelve strikeouts per nine, four walks per nine. Uh, I think he's got the best fastball in this system. He's got the best curveball in this system. Uh, I do think that. So fastball, curveball. Fastball is probably double plus. Curveball is plus. Slider and changeup are both average. Uh, control's below average, so I'm not looking at him as a number one. I'm looking at him as a number, you know, a number three, maybe a stretch into a number two if the control improves a little bit. But it's the fastball command, like that's the issue that he has is commanding the fastball. That's where his walks come from. Um, just the slider. I like the horizontal sweepy slider. I'm a fan of that. We we know that from the, um, from the Yankee show and the Cubs show. Uh, Spike Curveball. Uh, you know, again, Curveball is a major league caliber, very, very good curveball. Again, has to be more consistent with the four seamer. It sits mid to upper 90s. He can hit 99. Um, he throws it well up in the zone, which I like. But again, he just has to be a little more consistent with it. Um, I think that at this rate, They'll probably keep him at AAA the rest of the year. They may do what the Orioles have done with D.L. Hall and use him in the bullpen um, to close out this season and then let him compete for a job in spring training next year. But either way, uh, has the potential to be an impact pitcher, a good number three for the Astros if he sticks as a starter. In just a minute, I want to get to a couple of the guys who have fallen down or out of this top 100 But first, today's episode is brought to you by the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. So imagine if you're hanging out with some friends and you're putting back a few drinks and a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay, it's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even if you do, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job. or get pulled over. A couple of you may have noticed this show's a little bit louder today. Had a had a review on iTunes. Thank you for the five star review. Love a good love a good five star review. But he commented that the show wasn't loud enough. He works in a blue collar environment with with um with hearing protection and he struggled to hear the pod. So I've turned it up just a little bit. If it ends up being too much, you're welcome to back it back down, but I've got it a little bit higher so that he can hear what I'm what we're talking about? Okay, couple guys who have fallen out of this list. Now I'm gonna kind of or fallen back out, fallen back in this list. I'm gonna skip the guys who have dropped back because of injury. I feel like that's not necessarily fair. So like Max Meyer, right hand pitcher for the Marlins, he's at number thirty two right now. Um, he had a nerve issue in his elbow, sidelined him for about a month or so. Finally started, made his big league debut in in early July, made two starts, ended up having to have Tommy John surgery. So he's going to, he's missed the rest of this season. He'll miss all of next year as well. Not his fault. I'm not going to, we're not going to dwell on that. Uh, right-hand pitcher Josh Winder, the Twins. Another guy, top 100 guy, fell back a bit because of a shoulder injury. Going to kind of skip that. Let's talk about, I got six players here, two pitchers, four hitters, that have fallen back some. Uh, not because of injury, but because of performance. So the first one is Jack Leiter, right-hand pitcher for the Rangers. So first round pick last year by Texas. And I'll give you up front, double A was a very aggressive assignment for him to start his career. But out, like ignoring the aggressive assignment, he struggled a bit this year. So 5-5-6 five, five, ERA in 18 games. 69 and two thirds innings, 79 strikeouts to 41 walks, 5.56 five, ERA, three and eight record. And again, record isn't as important in the minors. The lower you are in the minors, the less important it is. Double A, it's, it's somewhat useful, but again, 18 games, 5.56 five, ERA. The big things to me is eight home runs and 41 walks. So when you look at when we talked about Jack Leiter, there was a couple things that we discussed. One was in college he gave up a lot of home runs he gave up 26 home runs his his last year of college at vanderbilt and of those 26 17 were on home runs and then the walks it's something where he's got the fastball that you know sits 95 or so can touch 99 he's got a, a high 70s curveball he's got a low 80s slider and then he's got a mid '80s changeup that he didn't throw a lot in college. He's having to use the slider and changeup more in professional baseball because these are higher caliber of hitters. And I would say that the talent level of a of an SEC roster is probably somewhere between high A and double A, but it's not like there'll be guys on there who are not going to be big leaguers. And so you can like. The best guys on there are MLB caliber, but you've got a, a couple guys, you know, guys on there as well who are that's the highest they're going to go. And so he didn't use the change up a lot, didn't have to use the slider as much either. And as he's having to use them more in big league baseball, he's struggling with command and control. The curveball is not as effective, the fastball doesn't quite look as good as it did in college, and he needs to use the slider more. And he needs to sequence a little better. And again, he's not had to sequence all four pitches. So still in the top 100, number 67. uh, Plenty of talent. Just a little bit more development that you have to do to get him uh, to reach his ceiling. I expect him probably to be a double-A to triple-A guy next year. And then if it all comes together, double-A, triple-A to the bigs and be helping second half of the year next year. Another pitcher who's backed up a little bit. Matthew Libertor of the Cardinals uh, was aggressively assigned to AAA last year. Looked really good. Uh, This year, his command hasn't been as good. And then again, he's still giving up, just like Jack Leiter, he's giving up home runs. So AAA this year, uh, 83 innings. He's got 87 strikeouts to 30 walks, giving up 14 home runs. That's over 15 games. So 5-1-0 ERA. He's pitched seven games at the major league level, 27 innings, five home runs in those 27 innings, 22 strikeouts to 14 walks. So still a top 100 prospect. Still, you know, I think he he may have dropped down um, from a number three to a number four or five. I think it's kind of where the projection now looks. Still looks like he'll contribute to a major league rotation still be a useful big leaguer for you. And he's striking out more guys than he was. But it's at the expense of the overall execution of his pitches. And then a couple position players that have backed up a little bit. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, our friend PCA of the Cubs, a center fielder. One of the better defenders uh, in center field in the minors. I mean, that has not dropped at all. But when he went to high A, it's, it's only been about 170 plate appearances. Um, he's got six walks, forty-seven strikeouts. His strike zone discipline was kind of one of the one of the things that we liked. Now he is hitting for more power, so it looks like there's some sort of intentional decision to to trade some strike zone discipline and batting average for power. It's just a matter of finding the balance. I, I'm confident he'll do it. I have faith in in Pete Crow Armstrong, Nick Prado of the Royals. First baseman, the other first baseman, along with Vinny Pascantino, who is destroying it right now uh, in the bigs. He's on a heater. If you're in fantasy baseball and redraft, go grab him, throw him in your utility slot. You'll thank me later. But um, strikeout rate is just too high. 31% uh, in A. You're kind of seeing some of that still in the bigs. Uh, I want to say right now he's got 26 games. He's got 31 strikeouts. So 195, 299, 390 is a slash line, uh, nine extra base hits, but it's something where he's not hitting for enough power to offset the strikeouts. Again, power is only as useful as your contact tool, thing we say on this show all the time. So um, the defensive stuff is good. He's a good defender for a first baseman. Uh, He's positive there, but the swing and miss is just a little bit like inherently risky and brings down his overall value a little bit. He's going to graduate off off this list before the next re-rate. So we won't get a better picture of him than number 70, but either way. And then two guys that fell out of this for different reasons. um, Nick York, second baseman for the Red Sox. So he's a guy defensively challenged. Um, and so he was a bat first guy. Well, if a bat first guy struggles offensively, there's nothing else to hold your value, right? So last year at age 19, he got a 20 game cameo in High A to finish the season. 333, 406, 571, uh, 11 extra base hits. for those were home runs in 21 games. 22 strikeouts to 11 walks. This year. 63 games in high A Greenville, 237, 306, 376. Batting average came down 100 points. On base came down 100 points. Uh, Slugging came down 200 points. He's got nine home runs and 18 extra base hits in 63 games. So um, doesn't have a single month in 2022 with an OPS of over 730. Numbers are down across the board. Exit velo contact rate, all of that stuff. So solid second baseman, but it's not he's not defensively good enough to make up for having like an average bat. Um, not going to write him off as a prospect. He's still a useful prospect. He still has potential. He's still in the top 10 for the Red Sox. He's just not a top 100 prospect right now when you look at the entire slash line, every component of the slash line dropping 30 points or more, or dropping 100 points or more. And then the last one, Xavier Edward of the Rays. So Xavier Edwards was, he was a shortstop that had um, really good contact rate and great speed. So as he's matured a little bit, we see some things have changed in the profile. And this is where some of the tools have backed up, right? So uh, 2018, 22-23 in stolen bases. 2019, 34-45 in stolen bases because of the plus-plus speed. This year, Two for six on stolen bases. The plus plus speed has become average to above average. And then um defensively, he's backed up a bit when the speed backed down a bit, and he's gone from being an everyday shortstop to playing more second or third than shortstop. And so Um plus hit tool, good at contact, powers only average, and so you take the speed and the defense away from the profile. And it takes you out of the top 100. Again, still a useful player. Still a top prospect for the Rays. I'd say he's probably still in the Rays top 10 right now. But he's not uh, in the top 100. Because you just... It's hard to not have the speed of the defense. One, and get playing time for the Rays. That's their thing is speed and defense. But two, if you're going to take away the speed and defense, you have to have the power... To make up for it, and he just doesn't have that right now. 266, 336, 383 in Durham over 58 games, four home runs, 17 total extra base hits in 58 games. Uh, Again, contacts there, 41 strikeouts to 24 walks in 58 innings, but just not enough of the power to make up for the loss of speed and defense. Great show, uh, great rest of the week coming up. Excited to bring this to you. Reminder if you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. Or you can email us, locked on MLB Prospects at gmail.com. If you stuck around this long, go ahead and subscribe to the show, whether you're uh, you're in your podcast app or you're on YouTube. Uh, we would love to have you share it with one of your friends. Uh, but until we talk again, this has been Locked On MLB Prospects. Um.